Hello dear friends, you're welcome to a new episode on this English podcast. Today is Saturday, Saturday June 3rd. 2023 so happy new month to all of you out there and it has been about um, it's been more than a month since we had the last episode on this uh, podcast my name is teacher D and I'm your regular host in our studios here in Shanghai today's episode is going to be episode number 195 so if this is the first time for you to listen to this podcast um, you have a lot of episodes to listen to so with that we're going to look at what we have in store for you today and um, we received questions from some students I had about three questions in my email and these are students preparing for IELTS, the International English Language Testing System. And uh, well, this is that period of the year when a lot of students are preparing for standardized English tests like IELTS and TOEFL because um, they're preparing to make a move to a university abroad. And so a lot of them are looking forward to taking this test within the months of July, August. So um, we're receiving a lot of questions and um, I thought that today's episode could be focused on one of the key questions that keeps coming up. And that question is about um, IELTS writing, so academic writing. And since we have uh, like two kinds of writing we have task one which is usually a report describing some kind of diagram a chart or a table and then we have writing task two which is usually um, an essay an essay of about 250 words and a lot of students were asking me to to talk more on what is really expected from the students essay so today's episode i'm going to focus on academic IELTS writing task two and what we're going to talk about is not we're not going to discuss questions or we're not going to discuss some essay topics i think i did that before in another episode but we're going to look at what the examiner expects from you the candidate what is expected from you how is your essay supposed to look like because i think uh, when it comes to essay writing essay writing has lots of rules and and some students are taught to write an essay in a particular way and so they think it applies to all essays so i just want to remind um our students out there who are preparing for this test that every test has its rules so one way to prepare for a test is to know the rules you you the way your teacher teaches you a particular thing in class in your school could be correct but maybe when it comes to a particular test the rule is a little different so at that point you have to choose 
to follow the rules of the test if you really want to get a high score in that test. So, and this is something that I wanted to point out because a lot of students came up with questions saying, well, in class, our teacher taught us that in essay writing, you cannot do this, you cannot do this and so on. And I said, well, that's correct. But this is not that kind of essay writing. This is IELTS essay writing and it has its rules and the rules are clearly stated. So in this episode of this podcast, I'm going to go over the marking criteria of essay uh, that's task two writing, which is an essay of about 250 words. I, I even got a student who said in our school, our teacher is teaching us to write an essay of 150 words. And I say, yes, that's correct. The teacher is training you to, to, to get into essay writing. And that teacher cannot begin by asking you to write an essay of 250 words. Most teachers will begin by teaching how you how to write a paragraph and then a short essay with just maybe one opinion, an, an introduction, one opinion and a conclusion that will give you something like 150 words and then eventually you can develop an essay into 250 words and then you can write something of 500 words and then when you get to the level of university for example (coughs) sorry (coughs) yeah my voice is bad from yesterday's talking I had a lot of lectures yesterday so when you get to the level of university where you want to apply for say a master's degree you're asked to write a personal statement which is about 1,500 words so I want students to know that an essay is not always 150 words it's not always 250 words it's not always 500 words it's not always 1,500 words so each test has its rules in this test in this particular test writing task 2 in IELTS you are expected to write at least 250 words pay attention to the word at least it means you can actually write more if you if you can you can write more you can write 300 words there are students who actually get to write about 300 words but at least means not below 250 words so if your essay is 235 words or 245 words you are already breaking a rule. You're breaking a rule. And then there's this uh, rumor. Many students spread the rumor that examiners don't have time to go counting the words in the essay. Dear friends, it's not true. I do count. I count. When students bring their essays to me, I count the words. And usually I put the word count there for them to see. So do not count on that rumor that oh they are not going to count and then just write maybe many examiners are so familiar with the essays that when they look at your script just a look at your script they're able to tell whether it's 250 words or below so don't take that for granted now when it comes to marking the marking criteria has four key points. I'm going to lay out those four key points for you. You have task achievement. If you look on the, uh, if you have a sample IELTS 
answer sheet for writing. You will see that there are certain boxes that are provided where the examiner is supposed to put your score and usually you will see some initials. You will see TA. TA means task achievement. That's number one. TA means task achievement and I will explain what that means in this podcast. Um, then you will see uh, CC. These initials stand for coherence and cohesion. So CC stands for coherence and cohesion and a lot of students don't even understand what this means and I'll I'll come back to explain but usually you will see CC there and then you have another one which is LR that stands for lexical resource lexical resource you probably don't know what that means I'm coming back to explain and then number four is GRA These initials stand for grammatical range and accuracy. Grammatical range and accuracy, GRA. So these are the four things. These are the four uh, areas that make up the entire evaluation of your writing. TA, task achievement, CC, coherence and cohesion, LR, lexical resource, GRA, grammatical range, and accuracy. Okay, even if you know what these um, initials stand for, the question is, do you know what that means? That's the purpose of this podcast, this episode. I'm going to explain to you what it really means so that when you write your essay, when you are practicing, when you're preparing for the test, and you write a sample task 2 essay you can you can try to evaluate yourself by looking at this aspect and then you will see why the examiner cannot give you a certain score let's begin with number one which is task achievement what does that really mean it means generally it means how well you understand the topic how well you understand the essay topic Do you understand all the elements of the essay topic? What are the elements of the essay topic? Is it, for example, an opinion essay? If it is an opinion essay, you will find something like, do you agree or disagree? To what extent do you agree? What's your opinion about this? If it is is an opinion essay, we can tell whether you understand the essay very well from your introduction. Usually your introduction can give us a good understanding of the topic so do you present your information in an organized in an accurate manner and some topics some essay topics have different parts they have maybe two or three parts for example the first part can say um, what are the problems facing youth in our society today and then the second part could be what do you think can be done to solve some of these problems and then you will have something else like with examples use examples where uh, where relevant sometimes there is something like that now you see that this essay has 
this kind of important parts which you need to underline. You need to talk about the problems facing youth in our society today and then you need to talk about how these problems can be solved and while talking about how these problems can be solved you need to use examples and a lot of students usually leave out this very small aspect of examples a lot of students uh, they can put up the points but they don't use concrete examples to illustrate those points and then you will lose points in task achievement because you are neglecting one part of the topic so um, task achievement is to make sure you get all parts of the topic you understand the topic well and you state your opinion clearly what opinions do you have are you agreeing or you are disagreeing are you um, saying yes to something or you're saying no you have to state all that clearly in your introduction like I said from the introduction we can tell if the student has a good grasp of the topic so that's how you can make sure you get good points on TA we go to number two which is coherence and cohesion what are these two words coherence and cohesion this is the structure the way you structure your sentences and then your paragraphs and then the whole essay so like I always said a good teacher teaching writing begins teaching from the structure of a sentence if you can write good sentences then you can write good paragraphs if you can write good paragraphs then you can write a good essay so this coherence it means the way your sentences link up the way you introduce an idea discuss the idea conclude the idea this is the, the kind of uh, cohesion that they're talking about for example a paragraph should have a topic sentence we should see the topic sentence clearly at the beginning of the paragraph and then we go on to a kind of explanation you have a, one or two sentences to explain the point we should see that clearly and then you should use maybe an example to illustrate that point and then you should have a concluding sentence a sentence that wraps up the paragraph it wraps up everything you have discussed in that paragraph and then when you move on to the next paragraph we should see a logical connection between the next paragraph and the previous paragraph so if you are discussing maybe the advantages of something in one paragraph you've already presented one advantage in the next paragraph we should see a kind of logical continuation by using a word like um, one other advantage or another advantage I would like to talk about is this 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 and so we can see that connection that's the cohesion if in your paragraph the sentences are a little bit disorganized we don't see what is the topic sentence in your paragraph we don't really see an example and then suddenly at the end we see a sentence that looks like the topic sentence in that case you lose points because things are not coherent there's no cohesion if you if the first paragraph of your essay which is supposed to be your introduction 
stating your opinion, paraphrasing the topic. But if we find that your introduction looks more like a body paragraph, there you are losing points because that's not coherent, that's not cohesion. So pay attention to uh, the way your paragraphs are written, how your points are organized. I usually teach my students uh, something like first and foremost, which means this is the, the, the like the most important point I want to begin with, you know. And then after that, we should see uh, secondly, thirdly, and so on. Um, let me give you an interesting example uh, of a mistake that many students make. Sometimes in in an introduction, for example, students will say, there are many, many reasons why students choose to drop out of school. This is an example. When you say there are many, many reasons, we expect that in that essay, we will see probably three, four, five. And then we end up seeing just one. You can see that there's something wrong because there are many, many reasons, but we end up seeing just one. And then sometimes in your essay, you have only one point to support an opinion. And then you say, first and foremost, how would you say first and foremost when there is no second, there is no third? So that was the wrong word to begin because when you say first and foremost, I'm already expecting a second and I'm expecting a third. So, and I, uh, there was a funny essay in my class. One student just said, uh, uh, I think she learned the expression, um, after all that has been said, after all that has been said, and I was trying to tell her, don't use this too much because sometimes she would say, after all that has been said, but she hasn't actually been saying anything. So pay attention to the words that you use. You can learn a good expression for linking two sentences, a good expression for introducing a paragraph, but always try to check to see whether that expression makes sense in the context of your essay. Another good example is when students say, um, I agree to a large extent that something is good, for example. If you agree to a large extent that something is good, we expect to see at least two or three points showing that that thing is good. You cannot agree to a large extent that something is good and then give just one point to show that that thing is good. And then, on the contrary, you give us three points showing that that thing is bad. No. Then you, you are contradicting what you said. So that's the whole thing. That's what is referred to as coherence and cohesion. We go to number three, which is lexical resource. Lexical resource is simply talking about your vocabulary range. How well can you manipulate words? In lexical resource, we are looking at the kind of words that you are using. We're looking at your, 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 your spellings. We're looking at, yeah, I told the student that spellings are a serious problem. You'll be surprised to see the things that make you lose points in writing. Spellings, punctuation, you know, simple punctuation. You think it's just a comma. It's just a full stop that I didn't put. Yes, it's making you lose points. So do not neglect this kind of things. They are all aspects of writing. So your, are your spellings okay? 
What kind of words are you using? Are you using very common words or you are using sophisticated words? Are you using very simple expressions or you are using complex expressions? Are you using um, just simple sentences, you know, like very simple sentences, maybe just um, sentences with a subject, a verb, and a complement, or you're able to use complex sentences. So your lexical resource, we look at the kind of words that you're using, are they relevant to the topic? And if you can use a word, can you use other forms of the same word? If you can use a noun, can you use the same word as an adjective? And how does that affect your sentence structure? So that is what and so here, if your grammar is not good, if your vocabulary is not good, you're likely to lose points here. And then you have number four, which is grammatical range and accuracy. You can see the word grammar in that grammatical range and accuracy. This has to do with tenses. Hmm, tenses. What kind of tenses are you using? Are you able to use a variety of tenses in the appropriate context? If you're talking about something that happened many, many years ago, are you using the right tense? If you are trying to predict the future, things that will be happening in your hometown, maybe in 50 years time, are you using the right tense? And then when you are using the right tense, are you able to use it in the active and the passive voice? So these are all aspects of grammar. Subject-verb agreement is a very, very important aspect. A lot of students cannot handle that well. So, um, subject-verb agreement, you have to check that by yourself. All of that, they fall under grammatical range and accuracy. So, when we look at your sentence, we're, we're trying to see what tense, what is the subject, does it agree with the verb, everything that words are the words in the right position because some sentences have words that are not in the right position for example if you want to talk about um, you, you have adverbs of place adverbs of time adverbs of purpose are they all arranged in the right place do you say for example um, students like students sleep late usually or you say students usually sleep late or you say usually students sleep late what is the right position for the word usually these are things that you should be working out with your tutor as you prepare for the test you need to find the correct position for these kind of words so that goes into sentence structure too and it is the grammatical aspect of sentence structure so the examiners will look at that so looking at this four aspects, task achievement, coherence and cohesion, lexical resource, grammatical range and accuracy. What does the examiner do? For each one of them, the examiner gives a score of a nine. The examiner will give a score of a nine for each one of them. So um, on your essay, you will see something like maybe TA five, CC, 
six, LR five, GRA six. Okay, so you have five, six, five, six. If you add all of them and then you divide by four, you will get the score. You will get your score for writing. So if you add five plus six plus five plus six plus five. If you add all of that and you divide by four, you will get 5.5. So that's your score. So they just add even if your let's say your 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 task achievement is excellent and you get something like eight over nine because you understood the question very well everything was fine you stated your opinion in a clear overview everything was good you get let's say eight over nine but, but that doesn't guarantee you a good score at the end because maybe your grammatical range and accuracy are not very good maybe your lexical resource is not very good so in spite of the fact that you scored eight on task achievement maybe when it comes to lexical resource you score a four grammatical range and accuracy there are so many grammatical mistakes so you drop down to four again at the end you will find that your your score your final score writing will be quite low and you'll be wondering I understood the topic so well I organized my paragraphs so well I had the introduction and then I had three body paragraphs and then I had a conclusion everything was fine no everything was fine in terms of TA and uh, maybe coherence and cohesion but there were too many grammatical mistakes and that's how you lost many points and then your score was not good enough so in a nutshell as you prepare for this test as you prepare for writing you need to remember that your grammar could be very good but there are other things you need to pay attention to you have to you have to be all around you have to be good at these four things and I think it is very important for you to ask your teacher if you have a tutor who is I know there are a lot of students who listen to this podcast and they send me emails they say they don't have a teacher they are just preparing on their own fine if you're preparing on your own you have to take these elements these four key elements that I mentioned put them maybe print them out and put them on your desk so that every time you write your essay for practice you can go and look check whether these four elements are all good and if you have a teacher if you have a tutor somebody who is helping you uh, somebody who is coaching you for this test something I would suggest ask the teacher to analyze your essay when the teacher corrects your essay let the teacher use the IELTS marking scheme it's important a lot of a lot of teachers um, if they don't want to bother they don't want to make an effort what most teachers will do they look at your essay and they say hmm, level six good 
they just give you a score 6.0 or 6.5 well a lot of students probably are just happy with the fact that okay my teacher gave me 6.5 but a smart student should be curious and ask the teacher how did I get 6.5 how did how did I arrive at this score and I also think a teacher who wants to do more to help the student will not just say this is this essay is a 6.5 or a 6.0 or this is a 5 or this is a 7 I think if a teacher wants to do more the teacher can actually tell the student the details to say the reason why you got six was because your task achievement score was this your coherence and cohesion was like this lexical resource was like this grammatical range and accuracy was like this I think if a teacher does that that is more helpful because the student can now know where they have to improve which aspect they have to improve so dear teachers dear colleagues when you are really preparing a student for the IELTS test at a certain point especially when it's getting closer to the test date of the student it is important to also reveal these details of the marking scheme to the student so that the student can can know what exactly to focus on and improve I think that's our duty as teachers we are already making a lot of sacrifices we just have to keep sacrificing for the betterment of our students and students you need to ask nicely to the teachers and they will do that happily for you with that we come to the end of this episode of this podcast this is teacher D signing off and I'll see you on the next episode you're welcome to send in your questions as usual have a wonderful saturday goodbye